Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. We've been going through the Old Testament, seeing how Jesus and his gospel factors into every story. If you've missed any of them, search through the podcast or vlog for the studies on the books of Genesis through Ruth. As we continue God's story, which is really our story, I am changing how we go through the bulk of the rest of the Old Testament. If you read the Bible from cover to cover, the historical books get a bit confusing as the timeline isn't straight. My goal is to, as for the next studies, is to do them in historical sequence. So we'll bounce around the Old Testament, but the stories will make better sense. Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible, and we'll find him everywhere as we go along. Um, you'll also see how the Old Testament sets us up for the New Testament. And I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies along with podcast playlists on my blog. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart and eyes and mind to understand what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Second Kings chapter one. Is there no God that you need to pray to an idol? Well, it's around the year 896 BC, and Ahab's son, Ahaziah, is king of the northern kingdom of Israel. The Moabites decided that they've had enough of Israeli rule, that's since King David, and they rebel. At the same time, Ahaziah has a terrible accident. However, instead of praying to one, the one true God of Israel, he rejects Baal of the Syrians, or the Ammonites, um, for Baalzebub of the Philistines. Ironically, the prophet Elijah among Carmel proved the uselessness of pagan gods Baal and Asherah and their 850 prophets. Not that long ago. That could have been why Ahaziah went looking for the other fake God instead of the real one. God is a jealous God. He cannot stand when people pray to or worship idols. Enter Elijah. Let's dig in. We're in 2 Kings chapter 1. After King Ahab's death, the land of Moab rebelled against Israel. And if you want to see where that is, I have a map over in my blog. You can click on over there. One day, Israel's new king, Ahaziah, fell through the latticework of an upper room at his palace in Samaria and was seriously injured. So he sent messengers to the temple of Baaldabub, the god of Ekron, to ask whether he would recover. But the angel of the Lord told Elijah, who was from Tishbe, go and confront the messengers of the king of Samaria and ask them, is there no god in Israel? Why are you going to Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, to ask whether the king will recover? Now, therefore, this is what the Lord says. You will never leave the bed you are lying on. You will surely die. So Elijah went to deliver the message. When the messengers returned to the king, he asked them, why have you returned so soon? They replied, a man came up to us and told us to go back to the king and give him this message. This is what the Lord says. Is there no God in Israel? Why are you sending men to Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, to ask whether you will recover? 
Therefore, because you have done this, you will never leave the bed you are lying on. You will surely die. What sort of man was he? The king demanded. What did he look like? They replied, he was a hairy man. He wore a leather belt around his waist. Elijah the Tish from Tish, Elijah the Tishbite, or from Tishbe, the king exclaimed. Then he sent an army captain with 50 soldiers to arrest him. They found him sitting on top of a hill. The captain said to him, man of God, the king has commanded you to come down with us. But Elijah replied to the captain, if I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and destroy you and your 50 men. Then fire fell from heaven and killed them all. So the king sent another captain with 50 men. The captain said to them, man of God, the king demands that you come down at once, Elijah replied. If I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and destroy you and your 50 men. And again, the fire of God fell from heaven and killed them all. Once more, the king sent a third captain with 50 men. But this time, the captain went up the hill and fell to his knees before Elijah. He pleaded with him. Oh, man of God, please spare my life and the lives of these, your 50 servants. See how the fire from heaven came down and destroyed the first two groups. But now, please spare my life. Then the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, go down with him and don't be afraid of him. So Elijah got up and went with him to the king. And Elijah said to the king, this is what the Lord says. Why did you send messengers to Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, to ask whether you will recover? Is there no god in Israel to answer your question? Therefore, because you have done this, you will never leave the bed you are lying on. You will surely die. So Ahaziah died just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Since Ahaziah did not have a son to succeed him, his brother Joram became the next king. This took place in the second year of the reign of Jehoram, son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. The rest of the events in Ahaziah's reign and everything he did are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. Yes, I know these names are confusing. In <laughs> yesterday's blog, I've got a, an infographic um, that has all the names of the, of the kings and when they reign and so forth. Um, but here's some points to ponder. In case you didn't know, the name Baal, B-A-A-L, means Lord. So Baalzebub means Lord of the Flies, <laughs> which goes to show how ridiculous paganism is. The lesson here is don't consult a pagan god when you've got the one true god available 24-7. That also applies to consulting the stars, horoscopes, crystals, chakras, yogis, Reiki masters, psychics, Ouija boards, even Mary and the saints. Fake gods and dead people can't help you. Mercy was available to Ahaziah, but he didn't ask for it. And that reminded me of something that James, Jesus's brother, wrote in, in chapter four of his book, starting in verse two. You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. 
You want only what will give you pleasure. Just like the third group of men there, when we need help, we need to go humbly to the one true God. God is a jealous God. He will not stand for the worship of idols, dead people, or any type of paganism. His judgment is coming, and all of this is fair warning. Now, um, Jesus' disciples bring up this act of fire from heaven in Luke chapter 9, starting in verse 51. So as the time drew near for, uh, for him, Jesus, to ascend to heaven, uh, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. He sent messengers ahead to, to a Samaritan village to prepare for his arrival. But the people of the village did not welcome Jesus because he was on his way to Jerusalem. When James and John saw this, they said to Jesus, Lord, should we call down fire from heaven to burn them up as Elijah did? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. And he said, you don't realize what your hearts are like. For the Son of Man has not come to destroy people's lives, but to save them. So they went on to another village. That was Luke 9, verses 51 to 56. See, Jesus is our Savior. He came down from heaven, became like us, was tempted by Satan, took on all our sin, hung on the cross, died, and God the Father raised him from the dead three days later. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Can't get any simpler than that. That's the way it works. And in Revelation 3, verse 20, Jesus says, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. Let him in. What are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. Um, and in the bottom of, of today's blog, I embedded the beautiful uh, worship song, The Great I Am. Is that who, that is who he is. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. 
it's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.